See, man, you didn't even know where I was coming from for this episode of Broken and Blessed. Some people, if they're older than 45, thought that was Hawaii Five O, <laughs> but it's not. It's just Adam and James, <laughs> which maybe it's Adam Five O because you're 50, right? Yeah. <clears throat> oh, double taker. Oh, wow. Good morning. Uh, yeah, something good like morning. that, I guess. Morning. Good, mo- good morning. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Welcome. Um, Welcome to our show this morning. How you doing, brother? It's good to see, it's good to see you. Or I, good to see you. I think it's you. It's. Uh, I know. I know. Beardless. <laughs> yeah. It's it. I tell you what, man. You look good. You really do. You know what? Thank you. I appreciate those words of encouragement. It really helps define our relationship. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, look at that! I snuck that in there. I love it. I love it. I love it. Man, I miss you, man. It's it's been a while. It's good to be back behind the mic with you. Um, Listen, we are consistent at being sporadic. Well, and I think that's a good thing. That, that's that's a positive, I think, because you said yeah. the key word there is consistent. Consistent, yeah, like listen, these guys who do their podcast weekly, <laughs> uniformly. Come on, that's not us. If you're expect, if you're our one listener and you're expecting that, yeah. Brandon. Yeah. If you're our, if you're our one listener, <laughs> I was gonna say John, <laughs> John, John, yeah. John C. Tucker. Um, am I allowed to say people's names on here? Yeah, um, we do whatever we want. It's our show. Yeah, whatever. yeah, we do what we want. Mm-hmm. We're like mm-hmm. the warrant officers of podcasting. Yeah, I'll do what we want. Wow, I got an upgrade there. Thank you. I appreciate. Hey, that. Yeah. you're welcome. Yeah. Well, no, man, I always call you General. Yeah, which is also another. It's funny because I somebody used to call me Admiral. Uh, friend, oh, he was a uh, you sailor, you v- Vietnam vet, and he was like Admiral Bird. Blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, it's quite the promotion, and I'm going nice. to take advantage of that. Um, no, yeah, let <laughs> let it reflect on my LES. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. Yeah, I'd love to have that retirement. Um, what are we talking about today? Well, I think. Uh, I think we're going to solve all the world's problems today. Well, that is, yeah. uh, I, I was wondering why I felt like the weight of the world was on our shoulders right now. It is. It is all 50 pounds. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, we're going to, we're going to tackle, if you will, mm-hmm. the, uh, I think in my, in my opinion, my humble professional opinion, um, the difference between religion versus relationship. Ooh, religion versus relationship? Versus, versus, or vice, whatever you want to say, vice versa. Okay. Um, but yeah, religion versus relationship. Because, uh, you know, where we're at in society today, and I think where we've been for a while, we just haven't been willing to admit it, is we're we're in a place where i mean social media has taken out the personable relationship between people and don't get me wrong i love a good instagram meme yeah. right uh, i like seeing what my friends uh, what their families are up to on on bookface and exchangegram things like that and and it, it's great to see because you do feel connected 
But if you feel that that is a good substitute for the real thing, oh. the in-person con- connectivity synergy, right? Um, if, if you feel that just seeing a picture that somehow you could relate or uh, be privy to what they felt in the moment, um, you're sadly mistaken. And, and that translates to this bigger picture of religion, which what we consider or we could consider the context of a book, be it whatever you follow, Islam, Buddhism, Christianity, if, if, you, if you isolate it and say, well, it's a religion and, and that's all you get from it, you're sadly mistaken. And I'll speak on behalf of Christianity. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm not speaking on behalf of Christianity, uh, but that's what I believe in. Right. So I'll speak from the heart that Christianity to me Mm -hmm. is purely based upon my relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, who is God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy Spirit. There's so, Plain and simple. There's so many things in this that you, that you said, and I'm glad that we're tying it in with what what's going on. You know, I told you offline on one of the other shows that we're doing a, a thing called Let's Have a Conversation series, and, and this kind of ties in with, with that because I did one on, on politics and religion, and it's like it's not okay to talk about, or let me rephrase that. There's a taboo of of being able to talk about religion. Like it's not it's it's rude to talk about it. And I like what you said. And it wasn't until this morning where you, where you said religion versus relationship. And that we, I don't I don't I think we need to talk about God more at the at the ta- dinner table with our family at, 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 a, at a coffee table with, with, with your friends um, at work, at work, absolutely at, in school. The, 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 like yeah. there's no reason why, like, and this is, this will probably sound conspiracy theorist a little bit coming from me. And I know it's a big shocker um, that I think, I think the, there's, there's people out there that don't want you to talk about, religion or your relationship or they don't want you to talk about God because they don't want like an upbringing of it that it, it, it kind of de- it, it defeats their narrative of of certain controls and stuff like that right um i i what was i going to say shoot i lost my train of thought well i i would i would i would sort of agree with that but why they don't want you to talk about it or why anyone doesn't want to talk about it. And there's times where I don't want to talk about it. You know why? Sin. Sin. Well, the, yeah, but he, the uncomfortableness is exposing sin, right? Even in my own life, when I'm doing something that I shouldn't be doing or when I'm sinning, right. I don't want to talk about God. Right. I don't want to acknowledge but, Jesus. But, the problem, but, but, but people broken, like we're all broken, right? We're all broken. But, but that you would, but yeah. I, that should be when you're really starting to talk about it is, is to talk. Yes, we're sinning. Okay, great. Let's talk about it. So we don't do that again. Right. But, but there, but we as a society have become comfortable 
with our sin. We've accepted well, yeah, yeah. our sin. Right. We we have normalized our sin. Right. I mean, you take it from pornography to abortions to um, the the division of this country by by judging someone on the color of their skin. Yeah. Right? And I'm not talking about slavery or racism. I'm talking about today's day and age where where we are singling out white people and and saying they're evil because of the color of their skin which is so far from the truth yeah, that's because what what makes us evil is us purely being the offspring of Adam and Eve and is the, sin yeah and and it's and it's our it's our our own willingness to accept that we are sinners and that we need the Lord Jesus Christ that's when that's when we come to a relationship. That's when we come to head to head with our own sin and either choose it or disavow it. Right. What, what it's yeah. a choice, right? And it goes back to what we talked about uh, a while back. Choose your heart. Oh yeah. Choose your heart. Yeah. Because you could accept sin and that might be real easy at the time. Right. Cause like sin is sometimes very desirable. Like, uh, you know, we know it's wrong, but it feels so good at the time, but the consequence that's hard Yeah, dealing with that consequence, but it, it, it's hard up front to say, you know what? I'm no longer going to send God. Uh, I need your strength. And again, it goes back to the context of a relationship and not a religion is we have to get to know God. God is seeking after us. He's pursuing us. But if we don't accept that, if we don't accept that invitation, of saying, God, I'm, I'm open. I'm so you're, all you're, yours. You're talking about relationship. When you say relationship, and I just want to be clear for the listeners out there, you're talking about your, your, your individual relationship with my God. personal, my personal intimate relationship, just like you and I talk. Yeah. We have to talk to God like that. Right. Okay. We have to accept the fact that God is all around us. Yeah. He created us just like a mother and father procreated to make a child. Right. That is their child, a personal relationship with their child. God created us. So even me, in the Bible, he said he knew us before we were born. So let me let me ask you this. Let me throw this out there. We're, we're he knows the five hairs on your head. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I just want to say he knew you. Yeah. yeah. Or he knows you. Yeah. Well, he, he definitely he definitely yeah. knows me. He definitely knows you. I uh for the listeners out there, the the title of this episode this this week is is religion versus relationship. I want to take a step back, James, real quick, and and the religion. What's the definition, or what's what would be your definition or our definition of of religion? What is that? What does that mean? So, religion <clears throat> defined by Jimmy Ignatius Boggs is a, a man's creation, a man's development of his own intellect on the exploration and education of a deity. That's it. Are you using big words? A deity? Really? A deity. Can you dumb yeah, it down? A, for a, a like, god. Okay. So it's basically what we've created, right? Mm -hmm. uh, what the, the, the rules, the regulations, the laws that we've put in place, if you're going to worship a higher power. So somebody put in, so it was somebody's interpretation that they've 
created laws based off of their interpretation so, to, so take, to, to follow God. Take it this way, right? The Old Testament. The Old Testament was a law. Uh, there, there were, uh, I mean, for, from Moses, right? We had the Ten Commandments. It was written down. Right. And, and very few people had interaction with God the Father, right? right. And, and this was before Jesus Christ was born, before he walked the earth as a man. Um, and, and it was a time where only priests could interact with God. And, and those priests, probably more than not, um, did not see or hear God. Right. They just took your confession to God and... But there were few few people in the Bible that actually interacted with God, Moses and the burning bush, uh, things of that nature. So to, to God was a very removed individual in the Old Testament. But people, people took a literal translation to what he said, and you had to live by that law. But then comes, you know, God, God looks at this world and knows that we're failing. Right. We're sinning. I mean... City after city is being destroyed. Men are killing each other. And this is all in the Old Testament. Just all for, in the Old Testament. And then, and then comes Jesus. God, John three sixteen. God sent His only begotten Son uh, to to the world that He whoever should believeth in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Right. Jesus came as a human to interact with us, a relationship in the physical. And, and that's important to understand because God could have just said, you know what? All right, here's a new set of instructions. Here you go. Yeah. Here, here's, here's a new way to do this. But he said, no, it, it's got to be personal now. There's got to be a, a connection. Look at how we're designed. We're designed to be interacting with each other. That's why there, there's nothing social about social media. Right. There is nothing that connects us outside of a couple words and pictures from social media. It, it's not, there's, it's a false sense uh, of interaction and it, it's purely created on the, uh, on the, the psyche level of how to, um, how to produce uh, emotions with, red numbers and blue letters and things like that. It's all psychological. Say say that again. Say that part again. What? How? Well, Facebook. Like the social media side of it. It's it's developed. It's to create a false uh, sense of um, uh, a high, right? Because our body produces. um, Endorphins. What's the word? Endorphins, right? And and we're trained. It's, It's basically like Pavlok's dog. Right. Because, all right, we we see that, oh, we've got a like <gasps> emotions are high. Right. Oh, someone responded. Oh, my God. And and, and it's on a uh, false almost, narrative. It's, it's a total fa- it's false. It's not real. But you know what? If if I get a phone call from you or I see you in person, yeah. the high I get from that is natural. Right. Uh, and that's what they've recreated. Right. Anyway, so. But look at it this way. Jesus came to be personal, one-on-one with us. And he says, you know, man, I'm, I'm not here for the, the, the healthy. I'm not here for the, the, the righteous. I'm here for the sinners. Right. I'm here to show you that I want a relationship with you in person, in person. I came in person to suffer as a man, to show you I love you, to be the ultimate sacrifice, 
and, and develop this, this friendship, right? So here we go. Friendship. We use the term friend in such a ridiculous way as human beings in today's day and age. It is such a watered down, perverted word because it doesn't mean what we think it means. We just, we randomly call people friend. Hey friend, what's up? No, friend is part of the word love of sacrifice, right? A friendship should be something that I'm putting everything I've got into it and not expecting anything in return. I don't want anything out of this, but you as the reciprocator of my friendship want to say, no, James, I want to give you everything. And we feed off of that, right? Because it's the perfect example of what Christ did. Christ didn't come and said, Hey, give me, give me, give me. You know, he didn't come on a big chariot made of gold with flames coming out of it with giant Godzilla horses and this gold robe and this gold crown. No, he was born of a virgin in a manger. And that manger basically was born in like a dirty barn. Yeah. The lowest of the low where there there were there were animals living in there. That's where he was born. Right. To show us that, listen, it's not about the physical, materialistic things of this earth. I'm here to build a relationship with you. And I'm here on the lowest level. So that means everyone. I'm in tune with everyone. Because if he came in this high and mighty way, then the rich and the elite would say, he's here for us, not you peasants. But no, he came in like, hey, man, and the, I'm just and, like everybody and, else. And there was a time in history where the elite felt like that. Oh, absolutely. Well, they, they, again, man's religion, right. They doctored it up to make it feel that that's only for them. And listen, I'm not, there's nothing against wearing your Sunday bests and dressing up for church, but I, I believe it steers a lot of people away because maybe they don't have the nice clothes to come to church, so they feel intimidated. Yeah, we should accept people I, uh, in, in all forms of fashions the way they dress. Now, I mean, you might want to put something more on than a loincloth, but um, Adam, I've sorry, seen. Sorry, all right, do it one scarred, time, and he scarred, can't, holds it against me. <laughs> but, but, but the people who just may have the jeans and a t-shirt, um, or the person who just prefers to wear shorts. Shorts, a t-shirt, and flip-flops. Right. Um, and, and I've and I've been um, to, there 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 was a, a church that I went to in Phoenix that was like that very laid back. I called it kind of a new age thing because because it was like it wasn't the traditional like growing up in the you know eighties was like hey, yeah. you put oh, on man you put a suit, suit and tie on tie and that was your yeah. Sunday best and you were at church for pretty much all day. And I get that aspect of right. it, but we shouldn't hold that standard to everybody. And, if no, that's what you want to wear. By all listen, means, wear I don't, it. I don't listen. I don't care. Honestly, we've had people come off the street and just say, "I don't care." Yeah, I'm just happy to see you there. Yeah, and and and, and then it got to the point, like you know, obviously you know my story, moving back and forth and stuff like that. Haven't really found much out here because it's like I don't, I don't necessarily go. I used to go to church. I don't necessarily go to church anymore because my church is 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 right here in my Bible, and it's that as you say, relationship. That I have, yes. I have, I get more out of having conversations with you than I do going to listen to somebody that it, it, it's not. Con- their message isn't the way they're saying it isn't connecting with me. 
But I'm going to disagree with you on that. I know you are. I know. Right. But, and here's the problem because we have people leading churches that shouldn't be leading churches. Okay. But we as Christians, we as followers of Christ need to fellowship with other like-minded Christians. And that's what the church is for. 100% The church is for that, but the church is also for uh, a shepherd to lead a flock, to teach and feed that flock. And and we're, we're so wrapped up in today's day and age that when we go to church, we need to be bedazzled with lights and smoke and bands and all this stuff. And, and, and we're missing the point. Now, those things are great. Yeah. Um, I think that that's, you know, where we are in society of, okay, hey, technology, yeah, great, okay. utilize it, that's yeah, fine, yeah. get a message out. But if if the opening speaker talking about what's coming up that month and the band are more powerful than the speaker, than the guy deliver, guy or girl delivering the message, we've got it wrong. Because the most impactful thing of that, that Sunday that sermon, that service should be that shepherd feeding his flock. And you're walking away with it. Like I'm so full that I need to go out and burn off this energy that I have with this world outside. I'm ready to go. I'm recharged. My belly's full. I have plenty of resources in me now that I could go out and, 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 and just spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. But if we're walking away and the first thing that we're like, man, that guy did an awesome guitar solo. And did you see the light show of that service? It was amazing. Like, no, man. You missed the mark. We've missed the mark. Because we churches feel that we need to entertain people. We don't need to entertain people. We need to convict people. We need to encourage people. We need to feed people. And then we need to send them out there, prepare them, and send them out. And we're say, not doing that. I was going to say you need to connect with people. Well, but to where they're they're feeding, yeah, encouraging, yeah. educating—that yeah. is connecting. Uh, educating, with yeah, that's a good because thing. if they're getting educated, if they're getting fed the gospel of Jesus Christ themselves, they're being prepared to go out and deliver that message as well. Yeah, synergy. Sorry, but I, I'm just telling you. And and again, He's it's building today, those folks. relationships. It's building those relationships no, you, and that yeah. the, the, again, religion versus relationship, the people that are in charge or have been charged with leading churches, congregations, they, their sole responsibility is to help, help you build your relationship with Jesus Christ. That's it. That's it. And if they're not doing that, then they're 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 just as bad as someone who's not doing that. All right, I got a question for you. <clears throat> In today's society right now, is there a is there a uh, is, is there a war against religion? Is there a war against our relationship with God? One hundred percent. There always has been. Since the day uh, Lucifer fell, is it, is there, it, there's is it been get, a, a is it war. Gradu- is it grad? Excuse me. Is it gradually getting worse? Meaning, like over the last, well, you and I are a little more seasoned uh, in, in our lifetime. 
we have seen it go from the classroom where we would say the like the Pledge of Allegiance under you know under God, under nation. You'd see it on our currencies. We've had conversations in the last just twenty years where they wanted to take God out of the equation in everything that you and I are used to seeing everywhere be, it, during our upbringing. That being said, do you see that getting worse today? Well, I, I, I think since the beginning of time, or maybe not the beginning of time, but the beginning of man, um, the, it's exponentially getting worse and worse and worse. Um, individuals that feel that God is some type of hindrance on their ability to live free. Um, they've, they've perpetuated uh, their course, which is in defiance of what God stands for. And these people are relentless and they, they build a following and just like any, I mean, it's a snowball, um, a snowball effect that as they move uh, or as they continue to build momentum it gets bigger and bigger. Um, so yeah. And, and that's Satan's plan, right. Yeah. To, to just ensnare us and keep us from the God who loves us, the God who created us, the God who created him. Um, so at the end of the day, is it, is it getting worse? Well, absolutely. And, and it's getting worse too, because it's more, it's more prevalent. It's more visible again, social media. So the, this, this narrative of saying, we don't need God in our our lives. We need this. Um, and people are like, wow, okay, well, man, they've got a point. Let me, let me say, let me interject. You've brought up social media a couple of times real quick. I, I feel heavy on this topic because I, you know, I've always said, you know, technology is, can be evil, but technology can be very good too at times i i think and 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 let me just let me let me let me say this the relationship side of things i 100 percent agree with you james it's i like it's nice that you and i were we're different we we're several hours apart from each other but the fact that we can get on a computer and and, and see our, our our funny mugs like this i i i don't take that for granted i i i enjoy that because it, it's a it's a would I rather us be face to face in person? One hundred percent, absolutely. I we feed off of each other. We, you and I have a great relationship, and I value that. Since you can't have that, at least I have this right. One hundred percent. Social media in, in that aspect of it, there are, and I think this goes to where people choose what they feed themselves. If they're if you're going to be on social media, I would say this. Be careful with what you eat, right? There are plenty of good things. Like there's, there are. I'm starting to follow more and more. Uh, I don't want to say religious, but there's influencers that that pray, and and it's kind of nice seeing that stuff on so that they haven't been censored yet, um, because you know we're we're in the cancel culture now. But it's it's. I guess what I'm saying is, if you're going to do social media. You have to be aware of the enemy, and you have to be aware of what you're feeding feeding yourself. If you're going to be on social media because you're connecting with old friends from high school or childhood days or whatever, 
great. Maybe you guys can link up and, and, and meet face-to-face with what James said because it, that is definitely better. But if you're going to follow somebody, follow something that's positive and something that's godly, not something that's evil. I, it, it, does that make sense? Well, without a doubt, I think anything, you know, God, is, God has given us great minds yeah. to create and develop some of the most unique things and and it, it's a it's great to see and, and and to believe what's to come right but all these things that man has created man mm. so it could be used for good it could be used for evil yep um uh you know take the most simple design of something right a car right my yeah. car can't be harmless but if a man gets behind a car and he's drinking and driving, well, now that vehicle becomes an instrument of death, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, an airplane. I mean, the internet is probably the best example because there's so much good that could be done with the World Wide Web. Right. But then the gets the, the hands of evil and the and minds of evil for, get a hold of it, and it's and used and for and it used for things that that just destroy us. And 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 that's where I really want to hit home is, is especially in the world that we live in today. We're fed so much evil, whether it's through social media or the World Wide Web, or or uh, through uh, mainstream media that you hit you. Be careful with what you're con- consuming. Well, absolutely, but I mean, look at look at today's day and age. The the new term is misinformation, right? <laughs> yeah. Misinformation. Well, sooner or later, someone's going to come along and say, "You know what? That Bible is misinformation." Oh, you just put misinformation with the Bible, yeah, and and, and the Bible must be bad. And, then and, and that's and that's funny that you say that because I had this conversation the other day with somebody. And it was along the lines of, well, the you know the Bible's interpretations of this, that, and the other thing, and uh, of these people. I was like, okay, that's that's I respect that. That's your opinion. Fine, I don't agree with it, but I re- I respect your opinion. I said, but if that's the case, why is the Bible to date still the number one selling book in the world? I want you to think about that very hard. Why is it still, as of today, the number one selling book in all of all of the world? Yeah, and and I I would say to that too is no matter like uh, no matter how great the sin in someone's life is, yeah. we as humans crave the love and relationship. Of the Lord Jesus Christ, Man. deep down in us, we were built for that. We were designed for that. So even in the most sinful person who has the opportunity to be redeemed and saved, there lies in us this desire, and people, the, the these people would not admit it that somewhere in their life they own something that they look at time to time. And, and or it's buried somewhere and they know where it's it's in a box somewhere in their attic they know it's there it, it cries out for them and that's the that's the relationship of Jesus Christ pursuing them and that's why that why the Holy Bible 
the Holy Bible, not these books that have been written afterwards by men, the Holy Bible is the number one selling book because it, it pursues them. It pursues men and women. It does. And it, God wants a relationship with us. And it's just like a relationship, uh, you know, you have with a loved one, if it's your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband, uh, you know, you, you get to know them intimately. And when I mean intimately, you, you, you seek after their desires. Well, we seek after God's desires. If we want to build a relationship, again, putting into a relationship, getting to know someone, not with the intention of, well, I'm going to get to know you if you get to know me. Nope. Dive into it just saying, I want to know you more. And in that, in that, we realize that, man, God knows us. God, God knows our, our deepest, darkest secrets. God knows our deepest desires. God knows our heart. And he wants to love us. He wants to be in a relationship with us. And that's hard for a lot of people. And on the standpoint of a lot of people who stray or really just put up these barriers to getting to know God, Look at the sin in their life or look at, look at the situations they've been exposed to, uh, an abusive parent, an absent parent, yeah. drugs, uh, an abusive relationship with a, a boyfriend or girlfriend or a husband or wife that, that would stop someone dead in their tracks of saying, if, if God loved me, why would he put me in this? And people question that. But we have to separate the human from the creator. That God did not, did not put us in that situation to be abused. But from that situation, we look to God and say, God, I need you more than ever now. God, I, I, I want to be a loving father. On, on both sides of that equation, if you were the abuser or the abusee, um, you know, and, and and you could really look, you could look back of why these people have such a hatred or, or just this adamant dislike for God. It's because of something that's happened to them in their life. Sin. Yeah. And they blame God. They blame God. You know, it's funny. Uh, we went to uh, the museum. God, and I'm going to get the name wrong. It was it was the art museum in D.C. this past weekend. Yeah. And we're walking around. And what's what's amazing, amazing that you walk through and you see, you know, 15th century art, 16th century art, 17, 18. You know, you, we're, we're talking 500, 600 years back, 700 years back, this artwork, beautiful artwork painted. And a lot of it is a either the crucifixion of Jesus Christ or Adam and Eve or mother or Mary and her child, right? And and how they depict, there's a great picture and it's God and, and man, he's pointing to Adam and Adam's like kind of looking at God, but kind of pointing to Eve and Eve's kind of like looking, looking at Adam and pointing, pointing to the apple. 
and the snake's leaving the apple and the snake has this little head, this face on it, this human face supposed to be Satan. And I mean, but let's look back in history of like how this was depicted. And, and it's so true that we want to lie blame somewhere else, yeah. but we just don't want to sit there and pull back and say, all right, I'm to blame. This is my fault. We don't want to accept responsibility. And that, that, that picture just kind of led it all like, you know, Adam's like, well, it's the woman's fault. And the woman's like, it's the apple's fault. And yeah. And the snake's just leaning around the apple, like, ah, sucker, gotcha. You know? And, um, but if Adam would have just said, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's my fault uh, and, and accepted responsibility, you know, or what if, I mean, it doesn't matter. He ate from the apple. Right. So that was, you know, God's one thing. And it's like, we tell a child, Hey, don't touch that stove. Put my hand on it. Some yeah. Burn, you know, and, and you're never the same. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's where we are in life. And that's where we are with sin, but it's coming to reconcile that of saying, Hey, uh, I am a sinner. I am broken. And I need Jesus. I need him in my life. But the only way he's going to be in my life if I build a relationship with him. Outside of that, it's meaningless. We 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 have there's no skin in the game. Cause no one goes into a relationship of like, man, that person's beautiful. I want to be, I want to be in a relationship with them. But I'll just uh I'll just kind of nonchalantly go about it. Yeah. What where's that relationship gonna go? Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get to know them. I'm not going to talk to them. That relationship's dead in the water. Well, our relationship with God's dead in the water. If we don't put any effort into it. I agree. Excuse me. Yeah, there's a lot of awkward silence. No, I had, well, I had sneeze. Yeah. I didn't want to, you know, bless the crowd with sound effects. Religion and relationships, that's what we're talking about today, folks. Um, we're coming up on time. We're actually, we're, we're up on time. And um, I want to I wanna extend uh, an invitation to uh, you listeners out there. Uh, you can email us at brokenbless2020 at gmail.com. You can also uh, contact uh, our home parent network, Heroes Media Group. Uh, by going to www.heroesmediagroup.com and reach out to us there as well. Uh, we are on the uh, social media Facebook platform, and uh, we'd appreciate it if uh, uh, the two of you would share it uh, with some other people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, help get the word out about what we're, what we're talking about and what we're doing here. I think we, we live in a, in a world today where we really need – to bring God back into the home, into the public, into the schools, in, into everything. And this is this is just Adam Bird's opinion. And uh, since we own the show, I'm I'm basically uh, I'm putting that out there. So like it or not, I'm I'm saying it. It it needs to happen, and we need we need God more than anything uh, in our lives uh, right now. So, uh, that being said, uh, James, do you, you know, we like to end the show with, with a, a passage from the, we do. Uh, from, we from do. the Bible. And, uh, could you, could you share a passage with, with our listeners today, please? I most certainly may, Adam. Thank, Thank you. you for the opportunity of that. Absolutely. My dear friend, yes. friend, love, friend, love you, love you. And actually that's, uh, the, 
really the the key term in this verse, and it's John 15, 15. And uh, what's great about it, I, I love it. Um, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I call you friends. For everything that I have learned from my father, I have made known to you. And this is Jesus uh, talking to the disciples of saying, listen, and he uses the term friend. And the Hebrew meaning of the term friend is giving, giving. It's not taking, it's giving. And so Jesus is sitting there telling them like, listen, you know my business now. You know why I'm here. You know my purpose. And I'm calling you friend. That means I'm going to pour into you everything that I have. I'm all in. He, he's, he's at the Jack Black table and he pushes his whole pot in. He's like, that's how, that's how vested I am. I'm actually going to split my aces and double down. <clears throat> so, but he's, he's saying everything. And this is, this is Jesus Christ, right? He's saying uh, everything that I've learned from my father, I've made known to you. And what we need to understand is we have their accounts of what happened, their accounts. We have the Bible's accounts, the people who wrote the Bible. We have their firsthand knowledge of what the life of Jesus Christ was in the New Testament, right? Right. We have that. He has made known to them what his father's made known to him. How, how can we sit there and, and deny that, that we don't, we don't have the love of Jesus Christ. We do. Yeah. But again, God gave us free will. We have to choose it. We have to choose to put God back into everything. All our decisions, small or big, we have to choose it because here we are faced with just what seems like unsurmountable odds in this world today. Yeah. But to God, it's like, just come to me. Just build a relationship with me. I love it. Build that relationship, folks. Build it. Build it. That's he will cool. come. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Folks, that, that is all the time that we have today. Again, if you want to reach out to us, you can email us at brokenblessed2020 at gmail.com or contact the Parent Network, uh, Heroes Media Group, and make sure you go check out our Parent Network simply going to www.heroesmediagroup.com. Until next time, we will see you on the other side.